0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Sunday night broadcast of Face to Face This is Prayer International Radio Our calling number tonight Our calling number tonight is 619-638-8458 I'm your host, Sean Holmberg Along with your other host, Christopher Herzog Who will be joining us in the second hour of our broadcast And tonight we are having a continuation of ministry As we did last night with the very anointed Angela Perkins Who, for the second night, is going to be sharing her heart um, And whatever the Holy Spirit um, lays on her heart to speak And so, for this first hour, we're going to be turning the broadcast over to her If you need prayer tonight, once again, our call in number is 619-638-8458 If you need prayer for absolutely anything at all, um, please give us a call We have a chat room open on the Blog Talk Radio website um, for those of uh, you who are listening um, Through the Prayerinternational.org website um, There's not a chat room Available but if you need immediate prayer And can't make it to a phone you can always email us At prayerinternational@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And we're here To intercede with you Pray for you, intercede for your families Intercede for the nations um, And most of all To seek the face of Jesus and to seek the face of the Lord. And so we want to thank you once again for showing up, showing up tonight. And we're going to take a quick break. And then we'll be right back with Angela Perkins.
2: Thank you for listening to Prayer in International Radio. This is Angela standing in for Sean. And um I am here to just talk about a little more about the Holy Spirit. Um I was here last night just talking about um meditating on his words and just being with him in the garden of our heart, which belongs to the Lord, and uh making time for him, making room for him. And I just kinda want to continue on that today. Um, I would like to read from Isaiah 55. So we'll start in verse 1. It says, "Ho, Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me; here and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. A lot of times we um, we run to broken fountains, and um, whether that be circumstances or other people or money or whatever idol. That we are struggle to lay down we we go to these other things to live in abundance to feed our souls, um and we have like this uh i guess you could say like a god shaped hole in our belly, and um he's really and truly the only thing that can satisfy that part in us. It's like we always have this insatiable need to be filled as human beings um and we grow up trying to find what will fix that, you know, and that can mean anything, you know, even if you're a Christian and you're doing the right thing and you're um, wanting to keep the laws and all and, and, you know, all the rules and everything and just follow the Lord to the best of your ability, you still have that insatiable need to be filled. And it it comes out and um, you really begin to see it in difficult circumstances, when you uh, lose your income or when you go through um, a loss of some kind or when you're just having a bad day, you start to really see, oh, something's wrong here and I can't fix it. Um, I remember when I first started um, helping a house of her in Virginia. Um, it's a great place, by the way. If you ever go to Richmond, Virginia, go to Ryehop. Uh, Richmond International House of Prayer It's its absolutely incredible um, But when I first started my term there I was about 19 And um, for weeks I could not uh, I could not eat enough <laughs> I couldn't drink enough Cokes I couldn't um, There was just something that wasn't Wasn't right with me There was something that I couldn't fill um, And it's just like I just kept feeling this Hunger. It literally felt like I was hungry. I couldn't eat enough. I couldn't do anything to take it away. And I thought maybe something was wrong with me. Uh, Maybe I had some kind of nutrient deficiency. Well, uh, yeah, that wasn't the case. And um, my brother Anthony and uh, my friend Sean – there's so many Seans in this world. (laughs) My other friend Sean in Virginia um, and I began to sit in the presence of God and just pray in the Spirit for hours – at first, we started for about an hour, and then we went to two hours, and then on and on and on. And uh, we ended up praying in the Spirit all day, every day. And I began to eat less. I began to sleep better. And then before you know it, I was having these, like, incredible encounters with the Lord. And um, to me, it just seemed normal at that time. And looking back, I'm going, wow, you know, that was totally the Lord. He totally just met me there. And um, then I I would go like, you know, maybe on a Saturday when I didn't have to be a thousand prayer, I would forget to pray in the spirit, you know, or I might do it like two to four hours instead of 10. And um, it just, it felt different. It felt weird. It felt like I was, it felt like I went all day without eating. It just something wasn't right. And um, I began to do that for months. I began to just, the lord through his holy spirit and it uh dramatically changed my life and um you know sometimes it's like we um we just forget you know we're humans and we forget about the real reason for salvation the real reason for you know for the the real reason that Jesus came to the earth was to have a relationship with us as human beings, and he wanted to be face-to-face with us at all times. Well, the great thing about that is is um, the Holy Spirit dwells within us, and we are seated in heavenly places with Christ. And so we have access to that at all times, but a lot of times we forget that. Like, we forget who we are. We forget about the gift that he's given us and the blessings that he's given us. And we think, oh, you know, let's thank God for everything that we have. And that is definitely good, you know, do that totally. But it's not enough. We need to thank God for who he is within us. We need to thank the Lord for his characters. You know, he's attentive to our needs. He's attentive to our heart. He's attentive to the way that we are he loves who we are he loves every part of us um he made us just the way we are and he treasures us treasures us and if we're really seeking the lord we'll feel hunger hunger is a good thing hunger is not um you know it it feels almost painful at times and uh but that's good it says blessed are the hungry Um, That's uh, Matthew 5 in the the Beatitudes. Let me look that up here. Okay, starting in verse 3 Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So we see um, in uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Now, Jesus didn't give us any command that he did not keep himself. And that's that's just incredible to me, the humility that he's shown. Most of our leaders today, um, most of the people that we look to because they're people, they make these rules and regulations that they're just not able to even follow themselves. But Jesus didn't do that. Jesus made all of these. Um, commands and all of these things that he said he fulfilled all of those things he did all of those things and so when we accept him and we receive him and follow after him we actually receive those things within us and so what we need to do is lay down who we are and what we think we need to do and ask God to live through us. And the way that we can do that is by simply having a conversation with the Holy Spirit. You know, you can be driving down the road or taking a shower or washing your dishes or taking care of your kids and your family. And you can still be having a conversation with God. And that's the best way to be filled. But you will be hungry. And being hungry is awesome. Being hungry is good. Feeling that ache. That, thats We're supposed to feel that. We're supposed to feel that ache. And the Lord, the Holy Spirit is faithful to guide us into all truth and show us what is him and what is not him. And um, it can be a difficult process at times, but the process is also to be enjoyed because you learn so much. Um, Being hungry means you can't get enough. It means you can't, you're satisfied, like you're content, you're at peace. Because you're led by peace And you're full of joy But you just can't get enough You just have to be around them Like even the angels in Revelation 4 It says that they're continuously At all times, day and night Circling his throne Saying, holy, holy, holy Lord God almighty Who was and is and is to come And the elders cast their crowns And it just talks about this beautiful God With this emerald rainbow And it's like they can't get enough of him. It's like when they circle around his throne, it's like they just they see a new side of him every time. It's like looking at a, you know, this is a very poor analogy, but it would be like looking at a diamond and you turn it just a little bit and you see a new way that it shines, a new way that it glimmers, and every facet of God is like that. It's like you, the more you behold him, the less you're satisfied with everything else. See when he gives us commands like, um, or things to follow, when he shows us more of about his ways, when he says, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." He's saying, "Hey, I'm giving you a gift here. I am poor. I became poor. I became poor in spirit for you, and the kingdom of heaven is within me, and so it's within you because I'm in you." Because he said, we would make our home in you. He said that the Father and the Son and His Spirit would make their home in you, right? So these are all gifts from him. These are not, hey, you do what I say or else. I mean, if you don't receive God's love, um, as I talked about last night, you're actually hurting yourself. This is true. Um, but he's not an angry God. He's, he's full of mercy. He's full of tenderness. So back to Isaiah 55, um, starting in verse 6, he says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, for he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Now, if you've ever read Job, I... um, I would think he would understand about having unrighteous thoughts or being unrighteous because Job had fulfilled all the law. He was considered to be the most righteous man in all in everywhere at that time. Like he was, everybody respected him and, you know, he was just to the T everything was right. He'd done all the sacrifices. He had lived his life in a righteous manner and he was very proud of that. And, you know, who wouldn't be? I mean, that's a pretty cool thing to accomplish. However, the Lord looks at the heart. And true righteousness and true holiness is to become like God because he is holy. And the way we do that is by having a relationship with him. And all of those things are just a byproduct of loving him, which is great. Like we just sit at his feet and love him. And he's already done all the works within us. And we automatically begin to obey him because of love. Obedience comes through love. It's like if you don't if you don't have love within you, you can't do anything for him. If like you really can't because you you get burnt out, you get weary, and you don't want to do it anymore. You just you get burnt out because you're not being fed because it's not the way that he intended it. The way he intended it is for us to seek him, for us to be hungry for him, for us to be like sitting with him and talking with him at all times and to be filled with his spirit, to be in the full, the fullness of the stature of like all the time, like we're made to be face to face with God all the time, day and night. And we're, we're made to be that way. So it's easy. All we have to do. I mean, it's not an easy road to walk. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the road is very narrow here, but as far as works go, you know we're talking about an infinite God who has accomplished all of these things with um with Jesus, the image of the invisible God, so all of these things have already been done, and when we seek him and we're hungry for him, it's he creates that within us he creates that love within us, and out of that love comes obedience out of that love, you automatically want to obey him it's it's not it's usually not even a second thought, and if you do mess up, which we all do, the Holy Spirit will convict you It's not like you have to sit there and judge your progress or have some kind of morbid introspection going on that's not the way he he wanted us to be he wanted us to be fully satisfied with the way that he is, and the way that he works. And all of those things are possible through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, I believe, is the most ignored person in the Trinity. We, we look to Jesus and we look to the Father. But what about the Holy Spirit? Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit on the earth. The Holy Spirit is living within us. The Holy Spirit is literally in our belly like he's in our spirit like he's he's right there he's closer than our skin and when you feel like you can't touch him you feel like you can't see him well guess what he's closer than that he's closer than your sight he's closer than what you can hear see feel or touch like imagine this infinite god just so deep within you that sometimes you can't even feel him because he's just so powerful and so huge. And you think he's being silent sometimes and you're going, oh, where are you? Oh my gosh, what's going on? And, you know, a lot of times in Christianese, we call that wilderness, the wilderness experience. But even in the silence, he's still speaking. Just like the the Jason Upton song says, that is so true. Even in the silence, he's still speaking. And it's usually in those deep, deep places in our heart when um, when we can't feel him Is when he's really doing the most work Because he's going so deep Just think about how powerful he is Just focus on his love Focus on things that are holy um, You know, Paul was talking about To set your mind on things above Well, what does that look like? To set your mind on things above That means things above you You know, stop thinking about You know, I have trouble with this, too. It's like you want to think about your circumstances and what you can do to fix them, or you want to think about your heart and your relationship with God and what you can do to alter that, or, you know, I need to do this, or I need to do that. And while all those things may be true, you can't do that without the word of God because man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So... He says in Isaiah 55, verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So what are, what, are his, what, are, what do his thoughts look like? What What does he think about? What are his ways like? I mean, have you ever just sat there and thought about it? Like, what does he do? I mean, he obviously has a lot to do on the earth and, you know, a lot of people to take care of. And, you know, he even feeds the birds and, you know, all the processes that it takes to feed the birds. I mean, he has to make sure that it rains so that the worms can come up from the ground. And he has to make sure the birds are in the right place. And he has to make sure that the birds can go and get those worms and then, um, you know, be able to feed them to their young and know where their young is and know where everything is. I mean, he totally directs all of that. Like he, he's, you know, and we're more important to him than the birds. So, you know, he has all of these little details. He's a very detailed God. I mean, everything just works out perfectly. But what does he think about? I mean, all of these things are taken care of and all of these things that he does and has created are beautiful. So can you imagine what he thinks about? Like, can you imagine the way that he feels in uh verse ten, for as rain comes down in the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For ye shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. And all of this is just coming from his thoughts, from his words. All of this beauty, all of this joy, all of this breakthrough, not only in our souls, but also in the natural, is all coming from his his words. It's all coming from Jesus It's all coming from the mouth of God So when we receive his words And meditate on him And accept, accept who he is Regardless of the fact That we can't mentally understand him We're accepting who he really is For what he really is For all the things that he really is And does And he brings the kingdom of heaven On the earth through us as vessels If you look in um psalm thirty six let's turn here <clears throat> um uh, starting in verse five, your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, your faithfulness reaches to the clouds, your righteousness is like the great mountains, your judgments are a great deep, O Lord, you preserve man and beast. How precious is your loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. O continue your loving kindness to those who know you, and your righteousness to the upright in heart. Let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the wicked drive me away. There the workers of iniquity have fallen. They have been cast down and are not able to rise. So here we see a perfect picture of surrender. We see David saying you know, God, you're this. Your loving kindness is so precious. Everybody can trust in you. Anybody can trust in you. And rest under the shadow of your wings and be abundantly satisfied with your fullness, with the fullness of your heart, the fullness of your house, and and they can drink from the river of your pleasures. What does that even mean? God is a mystery. God is a mystery and he meant it that way. He meant everything the way it the way that we perceive him and everything is not always correct because he's so infinite, but he made it that way. It's his design. So we can rest, we can rest in his truth. And David talking about the attributes of God and everything. Then later he says, um, continue your loving kindness and, you know, help me not to be prideful. He knew that he was just a human and and couldn't survive without the Lord. So this is David, you know, a man after God's own heart. This is a king, and you know, when everybody was against him and he was hiding in a cave, he very well could have said, "Oh, I'm I'm better than this, and I can take care of that, and da 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 because I'm powerful and God has, has anointed me and all of that." But no, he chose to express his heart. The way that he felt about the situation and then turn right around and talk to God about who he was and thank him for it. And that's a choice that we can make regardless of how we feel because, um, you know, when we make a choice, a lot of times our feelings will follow. And we can choose to put on love like a garment. And we can choose to accept God's love within our heart and let him do his work within us. And we can choose to be abundantly satisfied within him by surrendering our hearts to him. That was a (laughs) mouthful. So, um, again, reading from Psalm 36 and Isaiah 55, I want to recommend... um, When I say meditate, I don't mean like, you know, rub your fingers together and sit cross-legged. I mean literally meditate on the law, um, meditate on his ways, like chew on it. It's like a big piece of steak, you know. You got to take one bite at a time and just chew on it. You know, like, um, for example, Isaiah 55, you could take the first half of verse 1 And it says everyone who thirsts Come to the waters And you could just repeat that You can read it, you can write it You can sing it, you can say it And you can pray it And just get it in your system And you can do it all day long Write it on your forehand if you have to But meditate on the word And receive it into your spirit Through the power of the Holy Spirit So if you'd like to call in If you need prayer um, If you just need a, a touch from the Holy Spirit If you would like Um, To make a comment or if you have any questions Please call The number is 619-638-8458 And I would be glad to take any questions or comments Uh, We also have a chat room open So Jesus I'm going to Just read from and talk about Isaiah 61, and if somebody calls, I'll be glad to answer for you. Um, Jesus is described in Isaiah 61. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. Wow. (laughs) To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So Isaiah is talking about Jesus here He's he's prophesying. He's seeing Jesus He's having an encounter with Jesus Before he even came And um, This is the spirit of God Upon Jesus This is describing his attributes This is describing who he is And what he does And what makes us think for a second That he's not going to do that for us I mean are we so big And so Dark And so weak That God won't do that for us That's kind of like saying Well I guess what you did Jesus isn't enough The enemy likes to take the way that we feel And make us feel completely inadequate And completely condemned And just completely out of it And it's all based on a lie It's all It's all based on a lie, all of it. So what do we do when we fill those lies? Well, we talk to the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of Truth. We keep our nose between the pages of the Bible, and we ask Jesus who he is in the Bible. Because without the Holy Spirit, we can't really have an encounter with Jesus. We can't really see who he is. It says that no one can be drawn to him except by um, the Father The Father sends a spirit, and the spirit draws us to him. So why not spend time with the Holy Spirit? Why not talk to him? Why not relax and let go of what we think is happening and just follow him, not just in our actions, but also in our heart. Follow him in your heart. Ask him who he is. Where are you? What are you doing? What do you look like? What do you feel like? <clears throat> In Isaiah 61, uh, verse 4, And they shall rebuild the old ruins, and they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the foreigner shall be plowmen and your vine dressers. But ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. Ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor, and instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice, and I hate robbery for burnt offering. I will direct their work in truth. And we'll make with them an everlasting covenant. So this is what Jesus does. This is what Jesus does for us. This is what Jesus does for his people Israel. And for those of us who are grafted into Israel, these these promises of God are everlasting. They're eternal. And when we receive his promises and meditate on them, we're receiving a part of him. And we can always say, okay, um, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. Well, what does that mean, Jesus? What does it mean that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you and that the Lord has anointed you? What is I mean, what does that mean? A lot of times um growing up in the Christian faith or being a part of it, we hear a lot of language and uh we hear a lot of people say things like oh, this person's anointed to do that, and that person's anointed to do this, or, um, you know, amen, brother, I I agree with that. Okay, well, what what do those things mean? What do those words actually mean? What does that actually look like when Jesus talks about the anointing? What does that actually feel like when he's talking about the Spirit of the Lord upon him? God wants us to experience his truth in a deep way, not just to mentally understand it. If we were supposed to mentally understand it, I, well, that just doesn't make any sense. I mean, the whole reason he fell was to gain wisdom. The whole reason the, the fall happened was because of that reason to try to mentally understand and mentally grasp um, all these things that she had no business grasping. I mean, where's trust now? why would she need God now Jesus came so that we could have a relationship with him Jesus came so that we could understand in our heart who he is by surrendering those things by surrendering the need to accomplish the need to um the need to put him in a box I mean accomplishing things are great But if your success is not rooted in the law of God Then you have no success True success is holiness True success is worshipping God in spirit and in truth He goes on to promise in Isaiah 61 Their descendants shall be known among the Gentiles And their offspring among the people All who see them shall acknowledge them, that they are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. Oh, he's clothed you with the garments of salvation. What does that mean? Does that mean your garments say salvation on them? Or you have a big t-shirt with the word salvation on it? What about the garments of God himself? Not like God gives you this robe to wear that says salvation on it. I think he's talking about the attributes of his son. For he has, clothed me with the, he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. And then he says he has covered me with the robe of righteousness. Who is righteousness? Righteousness is an attribute of Jesus. He's covered us with himself. He's clothed, he clothed us in himself like garments. Like, we're completely surrounded and immersed by God. That's a huge deal. That's like, that's like a really big deal. I mean, how do, how do we overlook these things? As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its bud, and as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. I want to encourage you to always go back and, you know, anything anybody says, whether it's me or Sean or Chris or the guy on TV, you know, always go back and check it in the scripture and see for yourself and ask the Lord for yourself. um, Is this truth? What is truth? What do you say is truth? God, who are you, spirit of truth? Because he desires truth in our inward parts. He desires truth deep within us we're so hungry for truth I mean we live in a world that is completely dark completely just full of darkness and wickedness but what is the Holy Spirit doing what is the Father doing on the earth doesn't he raise up like let the enemy exalt himself just to bring him down what is God doing who is he What is he doing? I mean, all throughout Revelation, it says um, over and over and over again about having eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches and what the Spirit is doing. What is he doing? God, give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you are doing, what you are saying. It's so, so important, especially now, because we are in the end. This is not you know i mean people have been saying for a long time oh this is the end this is the end this is the end okay but if you look at the biblical prophecies a lot of those have been met you know if you want to look into eschatology and everything i recommend going to um IHOP.org. that's the international house of prayer.org and um getting some information from them and books from them about the end of the the age and all of that kind of thing um But we we are living in the end, and Jesus is about to come back. And, you know, I could die tomorrow, so could you. Where are we in our hearts? Are we for God or are we against him? Because there's no gray. He said if you're lukewarm, he'll spit you out of his mouth. And that's his mercy. Because he wants us to be completely and totally in love with him. And if you've noticed, when you go through circumstances um, that are difficult, it does always end up being the mercy of the Lord because, you know, he refines us in the fire like gold. So we actually get closer to him. We think sometimes we probably sometimes even feel like we don't even love him, but that's just perfect. That's absolutely perfect, that's God's perfect design, because all of a sudden we're not looking to ourselves anymore we're looking to the God who made us. Um, I want to uh to show you a little trick I learned um about spending time with God when I'm talking about praying um and I mentioned this a little bit last night, but I'll say it again um, for myself, too. <laughs> um, when I'm talking about praying, I'm not just saying, like, okay, God, you know, what's going on? How you doing? I mean, that's cool. That, that works. We can do that with God. And that's, you know, there's no religion here. Works don't really get us anywhere, but um, screwed up. So... Uh, but prayer, true prayer, is to have a face-to-face conversation with God. And a lot of times it's hard to get, um, you know, like you feel like you're not in the zone or you just feel like you can't do it. Um, that happens a lot to a lot of people. It happens to me a lot. And the way that I press through that is I do it regardless of how my flesh feels. Because your spirit is who you really are. And you can, it's says the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. So, you can say, God, um, my flesh is weak, but I still want you. And in your spirit, you can have a conversation with the Holy Spirit. And you can go, um, like what I do is I go to Luke 11. Most of the time, I spend time in Luke 11. And um, especially the, I mean, it's all good. The Bible is wonderful. But I just, that's just one of my favorite parts is the first half of Luke 11 where it says, um, where it talks about the father's prayer And then um, it goes on further To say Let's see in verse Luke 11 verse 13 It says if you then being evil Know how to give good gifts to your children How much more will your heavenly father Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him And um, I would recommend Reading that whole chapter but I'm running Out of time here um, So God can give his Holy Spirit To you more than anything you can Ask or, or think of like Bigger than your finite imagination Or whatever He's he's so much bigger than us So let's tap into that and receive that And um, A good way to do that is Like I'll take uh, one chunk of the Lord's Prayer Because that's just I mean it, it sounds cliche Oh yeah we all know the Lord's Prayer You know that's like almost like John three sixteen and it kind of sounds Redundant but have you actually like sat down and thought about it like okay I'll take our father in heaven and I meditated on just the words our father for like three years and I couldn't get past it our father like just think about it our father who is he talking about is he talking about Jesus and the bride is that what he means by our what does he mean by that and just like asking him, I just have this conversation with him, okay, what do you mean in this verse, or what are you saying in this chunk of a verse? And something happens in your heart when you do this, and you can um, couple that with going into prayer in the Holy Spirit. If you haven't received the baptism of, of the Holy Spirit, I definitely recommend going to your local um, Spirit-filled church and, and ask him to lay hands on you And you don't even have to do that You can just lift your hands where you are right now And just say that you receive the Holy Spirit Just say, Holy Spirit, I receive you I want you in my heart I want to be immersed with your presence And he'll fill you That's a promise It's all in the Bible, all throughout it um, So you pray in the Spirit and then a lot of times you'll get distracted like, Oh, I gotta go do my laundry or um the enemy will start saying stuff like, Don't you remember when you did this, when you were like this age and you hurt this person's feelings and you did this or you did that or you'll start playing out situations where people hurt you or you know, you just start thinking of sometimes we start thinking of things that are very negative and sometimes we just start thinking of just random things like things we have to do. Um but what's great about this is you can do things that you have to do and still spend time with God. I do recommend having a set apart time with God because it's just very special. Um, but either way, this this is a very simple thing. It starts out hard, but it gets easier. And before you know it, you'll be doing it without even thinking about it. Um, so I'll pray in the Spirit, and then whenever I get distracted, I'll go right back to that chunk of a verse, and I'll say it or sing it, or pray it. And by praying it, I mean having a conversation with God about that scripture. Um, And then just pray in the spirit. And pray for others. Pray for people that you care about, yes. Um, Because if something happens in your heart when you give to other people, whether it's through prayer or actions or whatever, something happens in your heart and you become like them. You become like God when you do that. Like, he says, be holy as I am holy. That's a promise. Like like when he said, um, let there be light. He's saying, hey, you, guess what? You're holy now. You have access to my kingdom because I've given it to you, so receive it. That simple. So I like to stay in one chunk of a verse because it's something that simple. Our Father is actually so intense. And so huge that I can't even begin to describe it. I would run out of time. Um, I'm already running out of time. But I, I could be talking about that verse for hours and never get anywhere because it's he's an infinite God and he's everywhere. He's he, He's just beautiful and he's so powerful and he's so limitless. And we all have access to to be with him like that and to experience him like that. Um I recommend reading the book, Fire Within. You can also get it at, um, I think it's called Forerunner Bookstore. It's a part of the International House of Prayer. Um, But you can order that online, or they probably even have it at Mardell's or any kind of um, Christian bookstore. It's it's, uh, commentaries by St. Teresa of Avila and a couple other people, I think uh, St. John of the Cross. And um, if you understand... Um, if you have a healthy understanding of the difference between religion and the Bible, um, this book is is very good to read. And it talks about having encounters with God um, in privacy when you're alone with him and also doing um, your mundane daily tasks. Because... The, the reason that I'm stressing this point so much is because this is the reason that we're alive and breathing. It's not because, you know, we're not alive and breathing because we need to do a nine to five job. We're not breathing because um, for no reason. You know, it, it's for a huge purpose. We have this insatiable need to be filled, and there's a reason for that is because we're created to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're created to be. Completely fascinated by his beauty. It's not boring in heaven, and we're seated in heavenly heavenly places with Christ. So, you know, we're we're entitled to that. We're co-heirs with Christ. We're entitled to to take a hold of his beauty, and it's a gift. It's a precious gift, and we definitely don't deserve that. I don't deserve that for sure. And I don't know anybody that does because everybody's falling short of the glory of God. And again, that's why Jesus came. It's like Jesus is the question and the answer. He's always the question and he's always the answer. He's a mystery. And just the simplicity of his love ends up being. Like, you think about it, like, oh, God loves me. Oh, I can go through my day-to-day because God loves me. But then you think about it a little more, and you're like, whoa, God, the creator of everything, the God who always was, is, and always will be, is, like, totally, incredibly in love with me. Not in, like, some weird, you know, creepy way. (laughs) He's, like, in love with us, like, in a very holy and pure manner. A very pure love that you can you can feel his love on such a deep level, and nothing else compares to it. He's so tender, he's so kind. Nothing that we can see, nothing that we can touch, nothing that we can feel can compare to him at all. Like we sing, oh, you know, nothing I desire compares with you. You always sing that, but what does that mean? Like, all of those things are really true. Um, I love reading through Baptist hymns and stuff like that because you think, oh, this is just a hymn. But if you actually look at what they're saying, these people have, like, crazy relationships with God. Like, for real. They had some pretty intense God times. I can, I can tell you that. It takes um, – I write music sometimes, and when I write music, I'm completely immersed in whatever I'm writing about you have to be like completely focused and immersed in whatever you're writing about in order to write because it's like a creation and so it's like those people had to be completely immersed in god to write something like that right things like like that like oh 4000 tongues to sing i mean you know that wow this dude was overwhelmed With the beauty of God He was amazed by the beauty of God I want to be amazed like that I want to be fascinated like that Holy Spirit help me You know it takes God to love God It really does We can't love him out of our own strength We have to surrender to his love For us So this has been um, A great experience for me And I hope that You guys have enjoyed Um, Hearing a little bit about my experience With the Holy Spirit And um, just being encouraged And I'm going to play a song For you until uh, We have Chris Herzog Who's going to come on here in a few minutes And I want to encourage you to hear what he has to say Be blessed and be strong In the power of his might In Jesus name And thank you for listening To Prayer International
3: Uh, Praise God Yes, we're live This is Prayer International Radio And my name is Chris Rezog Just picking up after the worship here And I believe we had Angela Perkins in the studio uh, For the first half of the broadcast Um, Angela or Sean possibly I don't know if anyone's in there now Uh Hello Alright, well I guess not Praise God, we're going to go into uh, some worship for a minute and just kind of shift gears on the program. If you need to call in, we're at 619- 638- 8458. And uh, you can always email us at prayerinternational at com. So praise the Lord, we're going to go into some worship and I believe I'll be picking it out uh for the second half of the broadcast. So thank god.
4: And all who are thirsty, and all who are. Mm-hmm.
3: and just picking up the second half of the broadcast. Just wanna apologize. Uh when we transitioned into the second hour, apparently even though the music would play, I guess on the switchboard it was muted, so I apologize. Nobody caught uh, probably a thing that I said. And so I just wanna to apologize to those of you uh, some of you kinda of fell off there. I don't know if you're coming back in or not or listening or just kinda of pulled out of the chat or what, but um God, hey! I uh, just want to thank you guys for listening in the chat room, and just want to thank you for just your support. Uh, those of you on the Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, following our Prayer International, uh, not only our broadcast on the radio, uh, Barn Talk Radio, but we also have daily devotionals on uh, blogger dot com. We also have a website, www.prayerinternational.org. And we are lifting up the name of Jesus, declaring the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, and declaring God and His faithfulness. You know, the Bible says that we can't even come to God unless we have faith. The Bible says that he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him so we just want to encourage you to diligently seek the Lord and to praise the Lord and to seek after God and just trust him, you know, just develop a a faith and a trust, a reliance on God. You know, that really comes by hearing his word. You know, we've heard that God says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the way we we get that uh, trust and the way we get that reliance is to really meditate on what the Lord is speaking to us, not necessarily even what other people are, or you know, the, you know, we're always having competing voices. The Bible says, "My sheep hear my voice, and the voice of a stranger will they not follow?" And a lot of times we're constantly Hearing foreign voices, we're constantly hearing voices that are competing with God's voice in our lives. So it's important we get a good foundation in his word. We get a good foundation uh, in the spirit of God and in our experience with God's spirit. And so we're going to go into a quick song real quick. um, And then I'm going to get into the teaching portion of our show. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. We're at six one nine six three eight. Four five eight is the number you can call in. Or uh feel free, we we have a one-eight hundred number that'll be up after midnight central time. Um we usually don't answer it during the show because we're we're constantly uh broadcasting, but it's one eight hundred seven oh one two seven eight five if you need to reach us. And you can always check out the website www. Prayerinternational.org And so praise the Lord We're going to go into a time of worship
5: Come on
4: in.
3: Alright, praise God Well, we're back This is Prayer International Radio And it looks like we had uh, Sound for today um, Get on there and just share a little bit uh, They need some prayer for health So we're praying for the pastor uh, Just one of the radio Blog Talk radio programs uh, Also out there We're praying for the pastor um, Going through a health issue So we just want to lift them up and just ask that the Lord would bless them tonight in Jesus' name. And Those of you that are also going through health issues, it seems to be a theme tonight. Uh, We just want to keep lifting Brandon up and just thank God that he's in good health. also want to lift up Jason, uh, declaring he is being healed from tuberculosis. There's another Jason that's battling cancer, declaring that he is an overcomer and victorious in Jesus' name. Also lifting up Carolyn who's also battling cancer declaring that by the stripes of Jesus she has healed the children the children's bread is healing. And she is the child of God. So we're declaring the promises of God are yes and amen in her life. Uh, I praise God, and we're also praying for Aunt Judy, declaring that she is victorious in Jesus' name, also battling um, a form of cancer. But we are declaring that she's going to overcome, she's going to win, because she's more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Listen, have um uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are battling cancer. But I just want to declare God's word goes forth and heals. God's name, the name of Jesus Christ is a powerful name, the name above every name. And that means even cancer has to bow at the name of Jesus. Even cancer has to bow to the name of Jesus. And so dig your heels in and realize that warfare never stops. The fight is never going to slow down. But you know, until you're knocked out, keep going at your enemy. Keep getting up and declaring you're victorious. Keep declaring the word of the Lord. Keep declaring and keep pressing in. The Bible says if you uh, faint not, even when you're weary and well doing, if you faint not, you will reap a harvest. And so plan on reaping a harvest. Plan on sticking it in. Plan on following through. You know, God is not going to leave you in it, but he'll deliver you from it if you'll allow him to. He's a good God like that. And so let me just declare what the Bible says about your healing. You know, it says you're a child of God and a saint, and that you're justified. You've been called and chosen by God. If you're a hidden in Christ, if you're adopted by God, if you're born, then the evil one cannot touch you. God hasn't given you a spirit of food, but he's given you power of and a sound mind. what this means is, is that you've been brought with the price, the blood of Jesus, the you. Not only did that blood purchase salvation, but it purchased your healing. It purchased your prosperity. It purchased your freedom. See, with God, all things are possible. So we are declaring, if you will believe, if you will hang on to the promises of God, they're yes and amen. Take up your shield of faith. Quench the fiery darts of the wicked, all these negative darts, these negative words, these things that are coming against you that are contrary to what God is speaking. You use the shield of faith, and faith comes by hearing the word of God. So as you begin to declare what God is speaking and apply what God is saying to your situations, to the people and the situations around you, then you will see God's results manifest in those situations. So that shield of faith, those God ideas, those God things, begin to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. They begin to expose. See, light begins to expose darkness. Light begins to quench darkness. Water, living water, begins to quench dryness. You see, sustenance, fulfillment, begins to quench the hunger. And so if you hunger and thirst for God, they are going to be filled. So praise Jesus. Look, this is Prayer International Radio. We're going to be back tomorrow night with Sean Holmberg And hopefully we won't continue with the technical difficulties We just want to bless you in the name of the Lord And thank you for listening And we'll continue to pray for you And just keep reaching out and crying out to the Lord